0: Unsubscribe me, a self-help podcast for creatives, hosted by Joel and Dave. Unsubscribe me, a self-help podcast like a rock for rock creatives, box, so. hosted by Joel and Dave. Jim
1: Well, I mean, that, that sounds to me like, you know, I, I built a house in 2007 or something like this. And uh, to me, it was never finished. You know, I lived there and I saw all the things that I hadn't quite done right. And I didn't, I I had moved on and I didn't have time to go back and patch it all up. Um, To me, that building that house was an art project. Uh, When you're in the studio, do you sit and obsess about works where you feel like, ah, like there's something just not right about this?
0: Yeah, and usually those are the
1: shittier ones. (laughs) because <laughs> what the ones that just sort of come out and you're not fighting against if I don't have a what? plan
0: for painting more, more people like it
1: really I found and why is that I mean that's kind of what uh, we're talking I about I still don't know you're just doing it
0: and it's usually the way I work I'll work with like in painting I'll work with three different things at the same time because I find that I get frustrated with one and I can pivot to the other one yeah. and it'll make me feel better like okay, I know what I'm doing, and then I'll go back to the other one that's pissing me off. Maybe make a better choice or a worse choice, and then move to the third one. Right. That usually I don't care about. That's the one that I'm just like.
1: Uh, uh, right, and people go, and oh that that's God. the
0: one that people are always like, "Oh, that's great." These two, I don't know, but yeah. that's great.
1: And you're like, no, that's no, not. that's not, these <laughs> are.
0: I worked very hard on this. Yeah. Uh, it, but that's. That's, I guess that's a zone. I mean, that's where you don't, where, you know, you're not, maybe the idea is that you have to agree that the energy of the project would be enough for an audience and then totally abandon the audience as soon as you enter the creation phase. Yeah. You can't try to piss, and it also works the other way. Like there was a plenty of times when I was younger where I tried to piss off the audience because I thought uh, that would be fun. And how'd that work? Not well at all. You just, right. you, you just look like you're being an asshole. Like people call that. It sticks out as much as like you're trying to be cool. And right. They're basically the same thing.
1: Right. You're not doing it cause you really feel it. You're doing it cause it's just, if you're exposing
0: yourself something to try if it's things that people don't want to expose about themselves that are happening to you and you expose yourself in that way that's super deep good art
1: but that boils back down to what we're probably going to talk about every single time here is the honesty right that's all that is, is is
0: in every goddamn teeny thing that you fucking do and that's when you get that's hard I think that's when you get to a level where the audience will follow you wherever you want to go. Right. Every stroke you work on trying to make more honest than the last, which is, yeah, I don't pretend to know what the fuck that means or even is, but that'd be pretty cool.
1: (laughs) Dang, that would be like, yeah. Do you... uh, We're sort of talking about being in the zone. I guess is, is the way it's defined... A lot of times. Um, I find that I don't have a lot of control over getting into that zone. And then once I'm in that zone, I'm very easily pulled out of the zone.
0: The zone is a scary place to be. I think the zone is a lot. I started meditating. It's been over a year now. So this is probably coming up onto my second year. And I find the zone is like when you when you're meditating and you're doing it correctly and you know when you're doing it correctly because you're not. You're thinking... I'm almost not here. Right. And you hit a moment where it's almost like you took a giant hit on a bong and you just kind of... (laughs) And it's both where you want to get so that you can clear your fucking head and also scary as shit. And you can't wait for it to be over.
1: Yeah. And you kind of try to recreate that every time. I don't find the zone terrifying. I, I find it like a womb... It is a wound, but it is also
0: to me, when you're truly in the zone, you do lose touch with the world and I'm more of a control freak. Yeah. So then I go, Oh my god, how much time has lapsed and am I am I just being self indulgent?
1: <laughs> so So you have those those sort of outward thoughts. Uh, I I have that too, I, yeah. I get that. I yeah, where you're you're, and then you almost get that guilt. Like, should I be spending time doing this?
0: Painting more so than writing, because writing I've made so so like writing
1: has been muddied by right uh, commerce. For I think me. we talked about this last time. We got into the whole guilt. In
0: painting, when I really deep and when I'm deep into it, I feel like I'm tripping out, and I'm, yeah. I and I come out of it, and I'm like, "Oh fuck! Did anything burn down? And why right. am I being so self indulgent?"
1: And you're saying that you're terrified when you're in that spot.
0: I get a hangover from it.
1: Do you? Yeah.
0: Huh. Which is not bad.
1: It's interesting. I, it I, is.
0: It's weird because, you know, I write. So it was like, yeah. you know, the, the, like I'm used to going into the zone, but the, it's very tactile. Like You know, you're not fucking making anything dirty. Your keyboard's clicking. Right. You're saving your work. You're working in a program that someone else made. Right. And you have the rules, especially in the shit that I do, you know. It's yeah. Like the character talks and you have to write some... Its not like writing a novel, I think novels would probably be as terrifying as painting,
1: you yeah, know? there's just no fucking rules and you're just like bah. i I have a at least when it comes to editing i don't uh I don't have a comparison for for beer or anything else, but um I find that I'm more comfortable in that zone, and that it's uh i mean at that point. I'm in control of everything in, yeah. that, in that universe. Right.
0: That's mathematical too. It is. It's mathematical. It's musical. It's, um, and it's got a bunch of laws, got a bunch of
1: rules. It does. Um, yeah. And you know, come to think of it, uh, to get back to your audience idea, I do have an audience in my head when I'm working and there are times when I think, oh, yeah, here's where I'm going to fuck with these people. And not in a bad way. It just is. They won't expect this, but I'm going to push them out on a limb that's so thin it will probably snap. And then let me peel them back in with this little twist and uh, I take them on a ride.
0: Every story is a horror story. It doesn't have to be gory or, or bloody or a murder. Yeah. It's horrific to reveal ourselves and our emotions. And the more honest we get, the more scary it is for not only us, but for the listener too, because that's why people listen and watch movies and, and watch theater and listen to music is to go, oh, I'm kind of like that. Well, I'm not like that.
1: Or yeah. am I? Right. And well, that's, I think too, um, people want to get wound up and then yeah. released.
0: And then make decisions based on the decision that was made by the artist. That's, that's the freedom of it, and that's the kind of fun part of it. It's like, oh, I wouldn't have decided to put a piece of turd under there, you know? And then you can either make it upset you or, or make you think, oh, they made me think about that.
1: Yeah, and see, now I'm totally going, you know, I've changed my mind. Uh, all the work is for the audience. We've argued me in a complete circle. I am malleable and weak and feeble minded. <laughs> but No, it's true. I mean you have to think So like, So
0: let's go let's go back to the election. Let's go back to okay. the night when we're sitting there in front of the TV and the numbers are coming in and the and the the, the people behind the counters or the, the news desks are saying what they say. And I think In America, there is always a third seat that we leave open. And the third seat that we leave open is for the gatekeepers and what we imagine the gatekeepers to be because we've always been told the same story and the experts that come out are always the same kind of person. And they're studio people and they pretend to care, but they're rich. And they pretend to love artists, but they're rich. They pretend to understand a struggle, but they're rich. <laughs> <laughs> we need to get cleaner in talking to our audience as far as like filmed, and like YouTube, like especially with that's what why I on. love YouTube. YouTube, I thought you were going to say that. that's,
1: that's I why I love you too Dave.
0: Uh, and, and podcasts is right, freedom, right? Right. We don't need you've never needed those people.
1: Well, so to the John Waters point, uh w- w- how did he do it? How did he get through without people going, no, this is this is not a for- well, part tons of the formula? Lots of people that probably said, no, that's not part of the formula and continued to tell
0: him that as he continues to try to make movies. Um it's one of the major complaints of people that I've run into that I've appreciated their work. And I'm like, oh my God, you figured it out. They're like, oh, please tell me how I figured it out because every day yeah. I'm fucking struggling to try to convince these people to make a project that's worthy. yeah. Um, and that's where we need to take it back. Because yes, it's commerce. Yes, you need to make money. But there are ways of doing that. You don't need to go through the gatekeeper of the particular type of person that Hollywood likes to hire. And I'm not saying anything but good-looking, rich people. They right. love them. Right. And those people don't have the same problems that we've all had growing up or living or trying to pull things. They just don't. Most of these people that you pitch to, you're like, wow, you're really handsome and it's intimidating <laughs> and I know why they hired you.
1: But well, you don't have my pro- You don't have Jack's problems. You don't have, you know. So do they sit there and, and I mean, give me give me the paint the picture a little bit because I don't have well, that. And experience. I don't
0: want to discount every single executive, um, but they have expense accounts. They can take whoever they want to lunch. Yeah, they've lived this way the whole time. Now now, just like dictators, they're, they're, their rule is short. And they get replaced fairly quickly, and usually it's violent. And then they don't, they have like some sort of pretend regime where they can make movies with different studios with a first look deal, but they never get made. And then they go quietly over there, and somebody's uh, cousin comes up to them Hey, the movie idea. I don't work in
1: that business anymore, kid. Shut up. What are they trying to accomplish when they're there? Like executives? Yeah, are they trying just to not get fired? What I think that's exactly what it is. Don't make something that fails. Right. So that sort of limits who's, any your, who's your audience.
0: Well yeah. you're 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 supposed to be that takes the You're middle,
1: a, you're a numbers person.
0: Well, it takes the instinct out of
1: it. Who's your audience for
0: who's the audience for this picture? Who cares?
1: <laughs> so it it's it sounds like uh Did you like it
0: or did you not like it? There,
1: yeah, but it's going to be a hard sell to the other guys. There was what in the 60s or the 70s? Just, I'm talking about like Warren Beatty and yeah. and his whole crew, where filmmaking sort of became this, you know, director, author, yeah. artist yeah. driven thing away from the studios. What you're describing is kind of the opposite of that.
0: Well, you know, and then, like and maybe then, and then
1: in the back. 90s, there was the independent streak. Which and, and gr- Bereznikov. which is which is great and I like Bereznikov as well yeah Barry um,
0: and you know Netflix was uh, really backed off of uh, people apparently in the beginning and didn't give them any notes and we got some interesting shows but now they've made money and now they have different rules too and they're hiring more executives that look better than you do not you me um, me. me too and they're intimidating and, and that's the way it works. It's like lawyers, you know? They're like lawyers of ideas, which doesn't really ever work perfect. That's why a movie studio is never ever going to go on forever. Well I, I mean promise. you look at like the the you look at Miramax and that thing worked because that guy was just fucking ugly. Like he was just gross and scary. But he was bad. He was a very bad man with good
1: taste. Well, fair enough. Um I've I've sort of always believed though that, you know, look at Desper- Desperado, not Desperado. What, what's his, what was his name? Antonio Banderas.
0: Right, the director? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, this is where we shouldn't ever bring this stuff up on a show because I'm terrible at names. I know who you're talking about. He did uh, Night... Uh, I can't even hear
1: you because you're folding that piece of paper. Night Before Dawn. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Dusk Till Dawn with tarantino yes tarantino i remember the white guy's name i think he (laughs) i think he did he did one of the rooms in four rooms oh that was a terrible that was not good uh poor tim roth got ragdolled by those four directors i thought robert rodriguez
0: there you go
1: yeah thanks It wasn't Desperado, though. Isn't it funny
0: that we just have to open up the Google and the other person gets it? Yeah, it's almost like we have Wi-Fi in our heads. I do. Uh, Robert Rodriguez did. The what's it called? Robert Rodriguez. He also did Spy Kids.
1: Well, that's kind of my point. Which found an audience. That's kind of my point. That first movie he did was self-produced. Also. Um, El, El Mariachi. El Mariachi. Yeah, I don't know why. I think the other one was they they kind of remade it, sort of. Yeah. But Des, Oh,
0: Desperado had uh, yes. It
1: right. Had, uh, Antonio so, Banderas. Right, th- and that was the redo of El Mariachi. Yes. El Mariachi was produced so inexpensively that Again. he he did all of the audio recording was ADR. It was done after the fact. And this is all in like if you you go the DVD or the back back in the day it was laser disc you could get that audio track right and listen to the director talk and he was saying people would ask like you know how do you find your your editing style and he was like well I just cut I when when the audio <laughs> stopped matching up like it, there was no magic to it right right um, and then uh, what's his face uh, with with um the horror movies where he went around and he borrowed money from, he got dentists to invest in his film. Um, was that Eli Roth? No, this oh. was um, the skeletons and that's pillow talk, baby. What What's his name? I can't remember anything right now. I'll yeah, cut, no. I'll cut all this part out. Cool. Um, He, he did uh, army of darkness.
0: Oh, 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 uh.
1: That's your thinking hands sound. Anyway, it's not important. the 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 point is, those guys were, you know, same situation, yeah. but they didn't have YouTube, right? Or podcasts. They had to make a quote real movie, and they figured out a way to do it, and they stuck to their guns and did it their way. And those are some of my f- the, my favorite movies I've ever enjoyed. I hate Clerks. Clerks is one of the worst movies ever. I'm sorry, Kevin Smith. I know you're out there listening to this fancy <laughs> podcast. I, I, did, I couldn't understand why people loved it.
0: No, I didn't, I, I didn't see where... and it, What we're talking about, resonating with an audience,
1: existed there, except for... I wasn't in that audience. Sounds like you weren't either. Well, I just I I didn't watched. get it. I didn't think it was funny. No, it w-
0: it was New Jersey. Uh, and he went on to do, I don't know. Whatever.
1: I felt like it was a bunch of, a series of inside jokes that I just didn't get. Shot terribly. And acted like worse than Oof. high school acting.
0: Like and that the kind was of really acting
1: I do when I'm trying to do voiceover. That was myself. the
0: beginning of everyone deciding
1: that they could do it again. What, their own movie? Mm-hmm. I mean, I I guess if you're going to give him credit, the the credit is that he came up with a screenplay that could be easily shot for, like, nothing. He did it. And he he did it.
0: Yeah, he did it. And that's really all that it requires.
1: But look, it's not like he was sitting on some sci-fi script where he, he had to go find a, a bazillion dollar and budget. And you wouldn't have been able to pull that off and anyway. I, I yeah. couldn't like, my career never got off the ground cause that was my thing. He said, fuck it. I'm going to go do a shitty movie. Right. I'm going to do it my way. And yeah. you know, a lot of respect to him for that. I Yeah. Not I a agree. short
0: film, but a full length. Right. Weird movie about a convenience store.
1: I didn't, a lot of my friends told me how great it was and, I think it lights people's I just, I uh,
0: Christmas lights in their heads up. Not like, me. Uh, no, it didn't. It didn't work for me. I hated it. But but because I had creative endeavors, it, I think it probably hits people differently that don't have creative endeavors. Look at this guy. He made this thing in his backyard, and yeah, there's some. He's crude.
1: That's yeah. a that's a Republican movie if I ever saw one. Oh, I wonder if he'd be offended.
0: Yeah, he probably would be.
1: I've talked to him a couple times. About that, Do you tell him how much? No, I dis- disliked I his, his fucking ass. movie. Did you? <laughs> I
0: kissed his ass. <laughs> I really hey, like Mr. Smith. Oh my god, Mr. Smith, you're so amazing. I liked. Uh, I chasing, love your shorts. I liked chasing Amy. Chasing Amy was good, but I don't oh, know that I'd like it now.
1: Did you watch The Dogma too? Dogma was terrible. I. Didn't even bother. I was. I, I got to be honest. I was so turned off by Clerks. That yeah. I have not watched any of them. So no.
0: And Chasing Amy went into a direction of like having nothing to do with that shit.
1: And that's fine. And I'm sorry that I'm such a prick. But I, I don't think, I think was, you're a prick. I was I think, like, I, I can't. Think that's allowed. I can't do this.
0: Like a Harvey Corman is a Harvey Korman. Sure. He's always going to make a Harvey
1: Corman movie. Yeah. That's what I assumed. And, and that's Although sort my of
0: only rule against that is Spike Lee cuz sometimes he makes really really shitty movies but you have to respect them because he makes the really good ones.
1: I oh, So he Lee's makes a double terrible sword decisions. to me. I know. I know. To me, he he the movies I've seen uh I don't I'm sure I haven't seen all his his films. I'm not a, a as much of a movie Nerd as I should be, but um, there's always a combination of brilliance and and to me just missing. Right. Where there are these moments where you are just thinking there there's no one could have done that any better. Right. But then the next scene it'll fall apart and you'll be like, why am I sitting here?
0: Anybody could have done that better. Yeah. <laughs> no. But the fact that they exist in the same movie and by the time you get to the end, you go, hey, that was all right. Yeah. There's a weird, and he must not know, which is fascinating. He must not know when he's pushing it too far to the point where the audience is like, dude, what the fuck are you doing? And there's something so awesome. It's kind of what we're talking about, John Waters and David Lynch. That's his his style. It's his style to fuck up the movie halfway through so that you go, well, did you work on that for 30 minutes before you (laughs) moved on to the next shot? Because none of that was believable. And I'm pretty sure there's a green screen in there and yeah. it's weird.
1: Um, The white man can't jump. Yeah. Is this the one where uh, Rosie Perez is running around? Yes. Worried about the Stooky brothers? I think so. Or is that something else? Am I thinking of a Tarantino movie? Nope. No, no, no. The one. I'm the
0: not a, the, the, the white man can't jump. Wasn't my, wasn't at the top. I was like, Rosie Perez was in that. That wasn't. she? I enjoyed uh, Malcolm X. I enjoyed um, uh, uh, Jungle Fever. I enjoyed another one of his that was really good. I don't know. I don't quite like it that much. I didn't like Woody Harrelson. Did you watch it a little, little bit? I think I watched it once through, but didn't pay attention to it. Yeah. <laughs> I have to pee. All right.
1: There's okay. a pause button here
0: oh oh baby that was some good self-help the Pod play presents unsubscribe me a self-help podcast for creatives hosted by joel and dave you can get more info by visiting thepodplay.com unsubscribe me